as possible. Coffee? I placed the scorching hot liquid on the desk in front of her. Still no response. Donna, there's been a death in the, uh... The boss stared at me, unblinking. Where was the death exactly? Family? Family friend? Friends family? I wished I'd rehearsed this properly. I was floundering already. I tried again. Someone close to me has died, and I'll need some time off this week to sort out the will and everything. It wasn't strictly the truth, but I could hardly say I needed time off to see to the affairs of a complete stranger, could I? Oh, no, muttered Donna, pinching her lips together. Thank you, it has come as a complete shock, I began. That bit was certainly true. The restaurant supplement is due to go to print on Friday. We've still got five slots to fill and the main sponsor is quibbling about his space allocation. This is terrible timing, Sophie, terrible. If it's absolutely unavoidable, she added sourly, keep it brief and you'll have to make up the time. She fixed me with her beady eyes and flicked her head, indicating that our impromptu meeting was over. I escaped from her office gratefully, punching the air as soon as I was out of sight. Success. Even if it did mean working late for the rest of the week. I dropped into my chair and reached for the solicitor's letter. Five minutes later, I had booked an appointment with Mr Whelan of Whelan and Partners for the following day. I sat back and breathed a sigh of relief. Only another twenty-four hours and all would be revealed. The following afternoon, a smiley female receptionist ushered me through to a small office. Mr Whelan will be with you shortly, she whispered in hallowed tones, as though I'd been granted an audience with the Pope. She pointed to a chair, swivelled round on her court shoes and left. I smiled in thanks at the back of the woman's head. My nerves were jangling, and I pressed my lips together to prevent myself from whistling tunelessly. I dropped my handbag on the floor and clasped my hands together. The desk in front of me was large and old-fashioned, with an inset leather blotter and one of those brass reading lamps with a green glass shade. Haphazard piles of manila folders obscured most of its surface. Behind the desk was a run of bookcases, stuffed to the gunnels with lever-arch files. Whoever Mrs. Jane Kennedy was, she had certainly picked a very untidy solicitor. In the centre of the desk lay an open file. I shuffled forward to the edge of my seat and managed to read my own name at the top of the page. I inched closer still, squinting to read more. Thomas Whelan, good day. The deep voice made me jump so much that I panicked, slid off the chair and down onto one knee, thus greeting the tall, thin man with dark hair, glasses and a bushy beard in some sort of weird marriage proposal stance. His lips twitched and he gave his beard a scratch. Oh, Sophie Stone! I jumped up, took his hand and pulled up the collar of my coat to hide my glowing cheeks. Ah, oh, yes, he said, settling himself at his desk. He glanced at the file that I'd been trying to read. You've come about your aunt's will. 
I processed this new information. Hitherto unaware, I had an aunt, alive or dead. My aunt. Mr. Whelan blinked furiously, referred back to the manila file and adjusted his glasses. My apologies, Miss Stone, your great aunt. Well, that was that then. She had to be one of my father's relations. There were definitely no great aunts on Mum's side. There was no one at all on her side. I sighed. I suppose I'd been hoping that this wouldn't have anything to do with him. Still, I'd better be absolutely sure. I cleared my throat. Could you, would you mind just running through the family tree for me? Of course. Mr Whelan pushed back his chair and stood up abruptly. But first, have you brought your passport? I just...